When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. It's time to go around the league. Now, Rick, what, what this around the league is going to be, it's going to be the two games yesterday. We have some, some sound from the particulars. And then I have some kind of news and notes about coordinators and head coaching searches and all that kind of stuff. Where would you like me to start? I think we should probably start with the, with the games. And then start with, with the, the games, nuggets. then we'll end with uh, some, some news from around the league. So we'll, we'll go chronologically as we always do. Uh, game one yesterday, Baltimore, not a very impressive performance in you could hear the undertones, by the way, of Rex Ryan. He is—he was not very pleased. It doesn't sound like he's a huge fan of Lamar Jackson. Did you pick up on that as well? I did. Yeah, I did pick up on that. Or what the coaching staff did in that game. No, the coach. I mean, Todd Munkin was bad in that game. Yeah, what? I mean, again, he mentioned it. We've talked about it for how long already in the show. I mean, you had you had a combined six carries. With your running backs? That's disgusting. How could yeah. your game plan against a team that can't stop the run to be, and you're a running team, to come in and be like, we're just going to throw the ball all over the place? Well, not to mention the fact, I mean, go back to the Kansas City-Buffalo game. Buffalo ran the ball for 182 yards in that game. 182. Right. And you ran the ball against Houston for over 200, and then for some reason in this game, and I don't know if it was a, hey, this is what we think Spags is going to throw at us. I mean, the way Rex Ryan made it sound, and he, he was giggling as he said it, was like... Spags probably couldn't believe it. That this is what he was seeing. Like, why? Why are you doing this? You're playing right into my hand. Yeah, which is what they did. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And, and I, I believe like Gus Edwards had a really good run too. It's not like they were six rushes for minus four yards. It just wasn't working. No, he like had the one fifteen yards. He had the one fifteen yard run, but he only got three carries. He had three right. carries for twenty yards, and Justice Hill had three carries for three yards. It makes zero sense. Uh, John Harbaugh reflects on the loss and the season. It was a team that had a lot of challenges. You know, I don't think it was a team that was too highly touted coming into the season by, by pundits and the prognosticators and all that. And I think they proved a lot of people wrong all year. Quarterback made a statement all year. The message is, to, you know, is, is you know, eyes straight ahead, you know, your chin up, your chest out, and understand what you, what you did accomplish. Uh, you accomplished a lot, but you're, you're home as a five-point favorite to finally get to the Super Bowl with this quarterback and you do that. that this is a, this, a very disappointing end to the season. I absolutely hate what he just said. Do you? Absolutely Good. hate it. Yeah, because I don't love it either. Well, no. Like The conversation before the season is different than the conversation being had during during the postseason. Right. So, up so what, what do you point. tell me? A Lions fan can't be disappointed for the loss yesterday? Right, exactly right. Like, I mean, we proved a lot of people wrong. No, no. By the time by the time we got to the AFC Championship game, you were the number one seed, had the bye, and were hosting it. And were favored to win the game. I don't care what you thought you proved during the regular season. This was it. This was your this was a maybe as good a chance as you're gonna have to beat a Chiefs team whose offense hasn't been what we've grown accustomed to seeing. Although in this game, the way Mahomes plays the position, uh, he's clearly using the the whole you know, not being able to go on the road and win a playoff game, being the underdog to his advantage. Travis Kelsey was was amazing. He really Their defense was. was great. That's such a stupid thing, though. That's like, I mean, uh, like the Lions thing, too. Like, you had a 17-point lead at halftime, man. 17 points. Things change now. Expectations of change. Of, of course they do. I mean, when you're the one seed and you have a, a you, know, you beat up on Houston, and this was the game. This was the litmus test that everybody said. And I even said, if Lamar's ever going to win one, this is going to be it. And they laid an egg. Come on. You can't look back and say, what a great season we had. No. And then on top of that, you had the, I mean, you had one team play a clean game and the other one turned the ball over three times and took a bunch of stupid penalties. Uh, by the way, you're listening to DNR on 98.7 ESPN, WEPN, FM in New York. I-, I will tell you this. This is not even related to the game specifically, but kind of towards you. I, If I were you, I would want no part of bringing Odell Beckham Jr. to the Jets next No, week. no, I'm all set. Okay. I'm good. Pass. Not, 
He was not good in that game yesterday. Let, let's hear fr- from Lamar. It felt like he was. His answer, were you pressing in this game yesterday? Do you feel like at times maybe you were trying to do too much or was just nope. the team just trying to, trying to battle win. back? To win. I don't think you're doing too much when you're trying to win out there. You thought so? I was just asking uh, the question. No. That's all. For sure, for sure. For sure. No, I don't think so, though. It kind of felt like they were trying to do too much during that football game. No, I think they got away from what, I mean, what who they were. Well, clearly. The one, I mean, listen, the one, the, the one touchdown throw he threw to, I mean, to Flowers was was sick. I well, mean, he bought time and Flowers got free. Flowers, the only receiver on that team who did anything yesterday. Yeah, I mean, there was that was pretty much it. I mean, when Mark Andrews was back, had two catches, didn't really do much. Yeah, but he he was not himself. Likely but outside, but seriously nothing. though, outside of outside of Andrews and the emergence of Likely, I mean, that's who else? Are you afraid of Nelson Aguilar? No, no. No, you're not afraid Rashad of Aguilar. Bateman? But, well, no, no, but you know what? They've they've done. They drafted Flowers. He's a stud, right? He's phenomenal. They brought in Beckham to to, to try to make this better. They have Bateman. They they have Aguilar. They uh, likely is good. Andrew's good. It's like they don't. They certainly have more weapons than they've had for him. I understand that, but wait, what makes them special is Lamar as the weapon. That's what makes him special. I don't. I think they had one designed run for him, and that was it yesterday. Yeah, I don't really understand what the hell they were doing, but good for the Chiefs. I think the one lesson that we've all learned is that it's Patrick Mahomes and then it's everybody else. It's Patrick Mahomes and there's no one close to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Joe Burrow's beat him and he's the only one, but Patrick Mahomes, is this is his fourth Super Bowl in six years. And he's gone to the AFC Championship game every single time. Every year. It's, it's absolutely remarkable. Let's hear from Patrick Mahomes on getting back to yet another Super Bowl. You don't take it for granted either. You never know how many you're going to get to if you're, or if you're going to get to any. It truly is special just to do it with these guys after what we've been through all season long. Guys coming together, it really is special. I told them, I mean, the job's not done. I mean, our job now is to prepare ourselves to play a good football team in the Super Bowl and try to get that ring. I, I got to tell you, as we switch to the other game, the Niners, great comeback win, down 17, come all the way back, score 27 unanswered. I would feel very uneasy if I was a Niners fan right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're excited that you're in the Super Bowl. But sure. I, would, I mean, it's, if you're a Niners fan and you just listen to what Rex said when I asked him the question about their defense, yeah, I'd be real concerned. Re- real concerned. And and this, you know what? This Chiefs team has found another way to attack it. We're the underdog. No one thinks we can win. We're on the road. Things we've never had to do before. You talk about it all the time. How does, like, how do, how do the Wayne Gretzky's, the Messier's, the Tom Brady's, the Jordan's, how do they keep themselves motivated? They find interesting ways, unique ways. It feels like that's what the Chiefs have done now. They absolutely have. And they've, they've rallied around this, the idea, like, yeah, and I said this, I think, a couple weeks ago. I was like, the idea that Patrick Mahomes can't go on the road. Guy's won two Super Bowls already. He can't go on the road and win. Probably laughing to himself. Well, or, or I'll show about, you guys. How about the idea of, like, well, it's going to be le- really loud in Baltimore. He just went into Buffalo and beat the Bills, and there's no tougher place to play. It, nothing is too big for this guy. Nothing, no, right. nothing, nothing. No, and you would point to Baltimore's defense and how good it's been, but did not phase him. Although uh, they, they really did not, they did nothing offensively in the second half. <laughs> well, they didn't need to though until, well, yeah. until they had to close it out, and they were able to do that. Yeah, Valdez Scantling made a great play. That was a great play. Uh, let's move, move along to this uh, Detroit San Francisco game. Here's Kyle Shanahan reacting on Dan Campbell being uber aggressive on fourth downs. That's how they've done it most of the year, and I think that's one of the reasons why they were here. So, like, you win a lot of games making some of those decisions, and then you make some decisions and you lose them. I mean, I don't think it always comes down to that. There's lots of plays that happen in the game, but, I mean, that's a decision that we all have to make, and it doesn't surprise me because he's made a lot of those decisions throughout the year that have won them a lot of games also. I find it very annoying that the tenure of today or tenor of today is going to be well that's what they do and so that's what they do and they didn't it didn't work this time you have to adjust at the situation and it didn't feel to me like they did that at all yesterday no i don't think they did i mean listen at the end of the first half they did i mean he didn't want to it took every ounce of self-control for him to kick that field goal he's like oh, it's the three yard line yep three yard line oh all right we'll kick the field goal right i mean he had to ask where, where exactly were the three well so if they're at the two they're going for it i will say though i will say that at the end of the day, if it's something your team believes in, which they do and they've responded to, there was an opportunity with that first one especially for a play to be made. That, oh, ball, yeah, that, ball, that ball gets caught, which yep. it should get caught. We're not having this conversation. Uh, you're probably right, but you know what? That's more reason that you, you kicked the field goal. Uh, Dan Campbell, what went wrong in half number two? 
Honestly, right now, I can't put my finger on that. That's not like us. You know, we had plays to be made that we just didn't make. We normally do. And so fourth quarter, you feel like we're going to get it back, and we just couldn't quite get over the hump. And we just, that hasn't been us all year. And it showed up today at the worst time. And that's what I would say, though, Dave. That's what I would say, and that would be my, that's kind of the basis for my argument as to why you got to kick the field goal there, is that this is not just a game in the regular season. This is the Mm -hmm. NFC Championship game. Not everyone reacts the same in these situations. Some guys rise to the moment and make the plays. Some guys don't. Like this is like you're getting to the point of the game where points are so valuable because you don't know how like if guys are going to make every single play. And it's of course, I mean, it's that catch. There's the third down and ten catch that he doesn't make. There's the Gibbs fumble. Hell, there's the interception that should have been an interception that ends up into a huge. IU. Forget about interception. Just, just, just don't hit it up your head up into the the wide receiver's hands. I don't. I do not Brutal. know what I would be like today if I was a Lions fan. Let's hear from Jared Goff on this devastating loss. It sucks and pretty devastated. You know, there is a state of shock a little bit, and it's hard to juggle those two emotions of being proud of what we've done this year and dealing with the heartache of the loss. I, I probably shave my head bald. Like I would do something extreme. You'd go Britney Spears. I, I, I mean, I, I don't think I could. I couldn't just do like wake up and come to work and like. I would either take the day or I, I, travel down to Mexico to get like. I could not deal with with that loss. I couldn't deal with it. It would break me. Maybe you get naked on a billboard. Oh, that's right. You will be naked on a billboard. I don't know why you think this is such a big deal. I love it. That's it's gonna be good for the show. I'm naked right now. No, I just think you want me to show up to work naked tomorrow. I will. I'll appreciate that. I think it. No, because no, no, because that would ruin the surprise of seeing you naked on the actual billboard. You do realize I'm not gonna be like I might be naked, but they're not gonna show everything on the billboard, right? Yeah, but I'll get the behind the scenes photos. No, as you're changing photos. No, no. This is gonna be a photo shoot with me and her Brits, and that's it. Uh, Actually, forget that. I'll be at the. I should be at the photo shoot just to make sure it all goes right. No, absolutely not. I don't want to see if you're enhancing things. Maybe. We'll, how can you enhance? I don't know. Maybe they'll like the <laughs> certain camera. Maybe Does start that kind packing of thing some exist? stuff. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident ESPN's not buying an enhancing camera. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be like one of those disposables. <laughs> that's what they're. That's what they're gonna use. Uh, um, if we screw this up, I'm gonna be so mad. But you know what? There's a very good chance. I'm telling you right now. I will cause the biggest the biggest uh, all right. uproar. Can, can, I, I get you. Can we go around the league, please? Uh, we've gone around the league for three hours. Yeah, let's go around I, the league. I got, but I got some news and notes for you. Okay. All right. By the way, frenzy right on the other side of around the league, so you can line those calls up, 1-800-919-3776. I got one, two, three, four, five. I got six stories for you. Ready? Wow. Yep. The Bills have removed the interim tag from Joe Brady as O.C., of the Bills for next season. So he is now locked in, and that's, I mean, that's obviously the move, right? Yeah, it didn't surprise me at all. Um, As for former Bills offensive coordinator, the Browns are hiring Ken Dorsey as their new OC. Dorsey fills the vacancy left in Cleveland by Alex Van Pelt, who parted ways with the Browns after this season. So Ken Dorsey is the new play caller in Cleveland. Okay. You got no reaction there at all? Um, are you? I don't know. Should I have a, a tremendous reaction to Ken Dorsey uh, I, listen, being the offensive I'm, coordinator? I'm, I'm like the Karch Karai of this. I'm setting you up, and if you choose to smack it home or, or or miss it on purpose that the guy on the side hits it, that's up to you. No, I think the major issue in in Cleveland is going to be the, the quarterback. Well, he's got to play well. But they got to play well and stay healthy. Line and the, the good running backs, and they're well coached. they got a great defense. I think they'll be fine. Um, speaking of Alex Van Pelt, he interviewed with the Raiders to be their new OC. Luke Getze and Cliff Kingsbury have also interviewed for that job. Who's their quarterback going to be in Vegas? <sighs> oh, I don't see it being Aiden O'Connell. I don't think it can I, be Aiden I, O'Connell, I, I'm, can it? I'm, I'm, ge- I'm guessing it's going to be Garoppolo, no? Well, no. I mean, it wouldn't. It's Antonio Pierce is the is the coach. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't he have played Jimmy Garoppolo? I don't know. I don't. I don't have the answer. I mean, you think they make a move for Justin Fields? I think I have to do something. I you think they they take a, a Bo Nix or a JJ McCarthy? I don't know. Well, I mean, I think it's something that needs to be addressed clearly. 
Well, well, clearly. That, and there's not a ton of teams that are in complete limbo with quarterback because either you have the quarterback and you're moving forward with that quarterback or you're in a position where you can draft the quarterback. There's not a ton of – I have no idea what that team is going to do at quarterback. Raiders are one of them. Raiders are one of them, yep. Um, Eagles have a new OC. His name, Kellen Moore. The move comes two days after the Eagles hire Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. Uh, I think Philly could take a step back. I really like uh, what they've done with their coordinators, though. Yeah, I do too. That's that's too good. I mean, that's those are two good hires. I was I'm a, surprised. The ten one's great, but how they finished, and then the stuff you're hearing about the quarterback and, and all those different things. But I know usually, like when you lose both coordinators, it's it's hard. But they felt it quite a bit in Philly, losing those losing Steichen and Gannon. Oh my God! Well, I mean, and, and look how good they were too, right? I mean, we, we draft. We we joked about Gannon. He did a he did a really nice job, a competitive job with yep. Arizona, with what they had to go through this year, and Steichen. Sure, 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 sure. With a backup quarterback all season long. Yeah, I mean, they both they both established themselves as good head coaches. And now, I mean, I don't. The thing with the Eagles, dude, is and what, it's what Carlin said. I don't. The fact that someone in Philly told Chris Carlin that Jalen Hurts is giving off Carson Wentz vibes. Does not bode well, I don't think, for Please. Philly. Please let that be the case. Um, Eric Washington is the new defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears. That that means nothing to me. Unless, nothing? Unless, unless this is former Giants defensive lineman Eric Washington, but I don't, I don't believe that's the case, right? I don't think so. Okay. No. I don't think so either. So I don't even know who this guy is then. It's a nice so, nugget, though. I appreciate it. Yeah, listen, I, I bring the nuggets, but I don't have a lot of analysis for that specific nugget. And uh, lastly, but not least, Patriots are promoting in, internal uh, internally for their new defensive coordinator in Demarcus Covington is their move. You know what the I thought far, was interesting? Far cry from Bill Belichick. Yeah, it is. You know what I thought was interesting uh, with uh, the Rex interview? Yeah. Was what he was saying about Vrabel. That he uh, turns some people off and may not. Hey, there's no way he doesn't get another job. No, I think he'll get a job at some point, but I can. Uh, there's a lot of guys like that was part of what happened with uh, with Patrick Waugh and why it took him so long to get back in the NHL. You start having issues with the front office; the GMs don't want to deal with that. Right? Of course not. They don't, they don't want the head coach to be a struggle to deal with. No, or the potential like all of a sudden now I've been, you know, I got an owner that may like the head coach better than me, and the I got the you know coach going over my head to talk with the owner. It's just a bad bad setup. Uh, the GM. It, it, it certainly is. Are you ready for this? I guess this is technically around the league-ish. Patrick Mahomes has now played 17 postseason games, which is, in in theory, like effectively a full NFL season, right? That's right. He's 14-3. and three. Yep. He's completing 67.4% of his passes. He's thrown, and this is against the, the ultimate competition, right? Yep. 4,800 passing yards. 458 rushing yards, 39 passing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, and seven interceptions. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, we we are witnessing. Uh, I mean, may, may, honestly, maybe the best quarterback of all time. Yeah, I think all he has to do is continue to win. That's it. I mean, if you look at the skill set and what he's able to do, I think you'd already say he's. I mean, it has to be He's one of the greatest of all time. Now we just got to get the really, wins. He really, really, really is an absolute treat to be able to watch. Talent-wise, dude, it's... Oh, it's different level. Different level. You know what's funny? And, and I, I didn't think Romo was great yesterday, but what he said yesterday, he's like, so let me get this straight. They blitzed and left Travis Kelsey open on the third down play? That doesn't seem like it was all that bright. No, that doesn't seem like a great strategy. Um, all right, Raymond, that's the end of Around the League. So slowly bring that down. And without any waiting period at all, let's go to the frenzy. It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times and I'm it not. still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question. All right, the football frenzy brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. So here we are. Super Bowl is set. We're dwindling in the amount of frenzies that we will have. Let's make this a great 
one. 1-800-919-3776. On Twitter, at Rothenberg ESPN. Marco Brooklyn. Marco, have at it. Who's the better tight end, Kelsey or Gronk? Oh, that's a good question. I think the better I think the better all around tight end is probably Gronk. Gronk. Yeah. Uh but Kelsey's number I mean, do you you know Kelsey now has more receptions in the history of the postseason than anybody ever has? Yeah, he surpassed Jerry Rice, yeah. Uh, I dude, I take both. I guess I mean I think by I'm gonna say Kelsey, but if you if you wanted to argue about Gronk, I'm not gonna argue with you. Yeah, I I guess Kelsey, but but I, I they're like, both great. You, you know what? And we're also prisoner of the moment with this too. And he's no, also I don't, I don't think you're a, being a prisoner of the moment. I think you well, recognize that. I think like as an all around tight end with the blocking aspect and everything else, I would take Gronk. But right. if you're talking about just like ability to catch a football, run like, run the routes that he's able to run, I would probably I would probably say Kelsey. But he's so so special. And yesterday he was he was sensational. Yesterday it it felt different for him yesterday, didn't it? It did. Well, right, give give uh give Tay Tay some credit. He looked light, fast. Yeah, he did. You think you think they've been not doing things? No, I think the op- so maybe the opposite. I always needed. I always things. I always needed some. Yeah, get the poison. Oh, really? Out. Yeah, get the poison out. Oh, John Staten Island, John Frenzy. Uh oh. Hello. All right, forget it. We don't have time for this. Wesley's hand over. Wes, you're on the frenzy. How, how, how many more times will we see the Chiefs versus the 49ers in the Super Bowl? You know, it's a good question. I think the Chiefs are going to be good for years. I, I mean, can the Niners keep all these guys? I, I don't know. Trent Williams is not going to be there forever. Niners no, but look at the NFC, though. Great. Yeah, but look at the NFC. I think it depends on what Brock. I mean, I think it depends on what Brock Purdy turns himself into. Well, what is he's going to also get paid one day? Lions are going to be a team that's that's pretty good. I mean, Cowboys are good. Yeah, but look at the AFC. Oh, AFC is a gauntlet. But Mahomes every year in the AFC Championship game. But how do you bet? Like, like next year, can we not go through these? You know, if they're four and three through seven, through oh, what's wrong with the Chiefs and is this falling apart? Because it, it it never is, and it, it probably never will. No, they have a different gear in the postseason. Uh, Sal and Duchess. Sal, you're on the frenzy. Could you guys give me a pre-pre-prediction of who you guys think is going to win the Super Bowl? Buongiorno. Talk to you guys later. Buongiorno. Uh, I love him. Sal. No, he's the best. Um, all right. If I, if I do this now, am I entitled to change? Yeah, this is like a preview. Um, it doesn't matter. You're still going to be naked. I'm, I'm leaning Chiefs. I think I'm leaning Chiefs too. I don't know how you wouldn't at this point with the way San Francisco's defense looks and the fact that Rex is like, no, it's. I mean, this is, this is what it's going to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Chiefs. I can't imagine. Listen, I can't imagine. And Rex is. I mean, he's almost tooting his own horn. Like he doesn't even have the all twenty-two, and he can see what the defense is doing. But like, if Patrick Mahomes knows what the defense is doing, uh, good luck stopping him. Right? Yeah, you're not kidding. Good, good luck stopping him is right. And you know what? They didn't get pass rush. Like, it felt like the only time they got the golf yesterday is when they missed an assignment. They didn't get pass rush. The Ravens, for much of the game, didn't get pass rush. If the Chiefs' offensive line, which I did not think was great, was able to do that, what are they going to do against the Niners? No, dude. It's a, I'm telling you, it is it is amazing how some players, some teams can just all of a sudden just, just turn it on. Like, you mentioned the trouble they had with their tackles, the penalties, the drop, the, the drop passes. You're not seeing that stuff show up now. No, you're you're really not. Samuel in the Bronx. Samuel Frenzy, have at it. How many more chances does Lamar have to win a Super Bowl before he stops being a relevant rival to Pat Mahomes? Well, he's not. He's not a rival. I mean, that's the truth. He's not. Mahomes is far superior. Mahomes has two rivals right now. Well, one's retired, and the other one plays in Cincinnati. That's it. Right. Burrow's the only guy that's gotten him. Yep. Right, so so the only times he's lost in the postseason is Burrow and Brady. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. He's fourteen and three, right? So he lost twice to Burrow. No, twice to Brady, no. once to Burrow. Twice to right the offsides, right? Offsides, and he Kansas lost the City, Super Bowl. Right, right. So there's so there's one active player who's beaten him once. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, Corey Greenwich, Corey Frenzy. Do you think? 
do you think Belichick is waiting for Andy Reid to retire or maybe next year Giants, Eagles, or Cowboys might get fired as a coach? Um, Cowboys doesn't make sense. Like, if they were going to bring him in, you would think they'd bring him in this year. The team that makes the most sense is the Giants. No, right now. You don't think? Oh, is the, the coach G- currently? No, the coach, like right now, the, the best fit for him, now that Dallas is going back with Mike McCarthy, would be the Jets. Um, Yes, but that's not going to happen. No, I'm just saying, that would be the best fit. Great right, defense. but he's never he's never going to coach there. Right, have, have to win right now, have Aaron Rodgers for the next two years. Right, that would be the... Uh, as a Giants fan, I'm interested in what happens if the Giants have a bad season because there has always been this love affair between Belichick and the Giants. Right, but you still have to figure out what your quarter, uh, who your quarterback is. Yeah, well, maybe they'll have that figured out. I don't. I have no idea. Colby Asbury Park. Colby Frenzy. At this point in his career, would you consider Mahomes a Hall of Famer, or is yes. this yes. too early to tell? No, yes. Uh, first ballot. First ballot. Surefire. Locked in. Hall of Famer. Not. Not. Not even a debate. The guy's been to six consecutive. Look at what he's done. Look at what he's done in the regular season. Look at what he's done in the postseason. The guy is absolutely. Like, I can't even think of a negative about Patrick Mahomes. Not one. About him? Yeah. Uh, his voice, but I mean, that's... Yeah, but I don't think that... that you can't do anything about play, that. Play, right. So you, you hate his voice. No, I don't hate his voice, but if you're I mean, if you're nitpicking, I mean, what else? Uh, sometimes his hair, I, I don't love. Yeah, but if you asked him if you could change one thing about yourself, what would you change? I think he'd probably say his voice, maybe. Maybe he likes his voice. I, okay. Maybe he's a fan of the Muppets, and he's patterned his voice after Kermit. You don't know. I, that would be strange. Um, Hinky Haynes, could the Jets with Aaron Rodgers have beaten either the Ravens or the Chiefs this season? No. Th- this season? Yes. This postseason? No. No. Um, let's see if we have another one. I think and I think a lot of that, I, and listen, I think a big part of that would be the coaching, in all fairness. Seriously. Uh, I think that's fair. Rob Stinchfield, can the Giants move up to number one? I would say probably unlikely. I don't know what the Bears plan to do. The Bears are the wild card in this. Hey, it depends on what the Bears, I mean, if the Bears want to do it. I mean, if the I mean, Bears want to do it, could they? Sure. If, the, if, the, if, if it's not an option, then then you can't. We don't really know what the Bears plan to do. No, like some of these ones, like, I mean, you had the Gettleman story we just talked about where Gettleman didn't even answer the phone and the Broncos would have given up whatever to get to that second pick. But even that was the Vikings last year. Like the package that the Vikings were willing to offer to get up and get Anthony Richardson, and they're like, no, we're not. We want right. them. We're not trading. Right. Like, it, you could. I mean, I guess there's probably an offer you could make that a team would have to say it. Like, if you said, we'll give you the next nine first round picks. But, like, a realistic trade, if they're not interested, it doesn't matter what you really offer. No, if they want to take whoever the quarterback is with the first pick, they're going to take the quarterback. Um, Vernon, Jersey City. Vernon, go. Who's going to be the X Factor in the 49ers and Kansas City Super Bowl game? The X Factor? I mean, is it I would say probably. No, I would probably say just. uh, I would say Pacheco probably just because they. All these teams have been able to run against San Francisco. I I, I love that guy. That's because he. I mean, it looks like he's running harder than anyone has ever run in their entire life. Was he. And I I don't know, because I'm being honest with you. I'd never heard of him before he was drafted. Was he a, a really good player at Rutgers? He was the offense at Rutgers, pretty much. Oh, he was. So how? How? I mean, in a major conference, he's that good at Rutgers. How did? How does he go seventh round? Blessed well, to go to the Chiefs. Smaller running back, uh, and you know, Rutgers is not exactly a powerhouse back then. But but it's not a powerhouse ever. But they ha- they go up against good competition. It's not like he was. He's a one double A running back, and he doesn't go up against anybody decent. I mean, yeah, here, but, here, here's here's his yardage total. So, I mean, he, he doesn't put anything like ridiculous. There's, there's 551, 729, 515, and 647 in the four years. Yeah, so, so nothing crazy. I don't know. Seems weird. Uh, we'll take one more, and then we'll call it a frenzy. Anthony in Brooklyn. Anthony, go. 49ers defensive line will dominate Kansas City's offensive line just like Tampa Bay did, and they will win the Super Bowl. I don't see it. I don't see it. I, I, I don't know how that That seemed like more happens. of a statement than a question, actually. Well, all right, so let's pose it as a question. Do you see uh, San Francisco's defensive line dominating up front? No. Neither do I. All right, that's the Football Frenzy brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit samwellpain.com today. Where are we with the frenzy? Are we going to do one on Friday? Yeah, I think we have to, no? I don't know. 
RJ, are we doing a frenzy on Friday? I, I wouldn't mind doing one on Friday, but it, it's your baby. And if you feel that it's about no, to go. If you guys are all pro-frenzy, then I'm pro-frenzy. I'm always pro-frenzy. Yeah, okay. Okay. So how about this? Friday, Monday, Friday, Monday, and then we take a little sabbatical. See, now where I think we have a little bit of a change coming, around the league Friday, I don't think that, that exists. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, the Knicks are beating up on everybody they play. They hammer Denver. They're beating up on Miami. They look great. You got Brunson, you got Randall, and then Randall gets hurt. Now we don't know. And now, and now everyone's worried, and rightfully so. Well, he dislocated his shoulder, so yeah, everyone's worried. Right, but a dislocation of the shoulder could be that you miss, you know, a week or ten days, or it could mean you miss the rest of the season, depending on the on the damage to it. Severity, yeah. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, everything's going exactly how you would want it to go as, as a Knicks fan, probably. Right. I mean, Phil, better. Philly's losing games. You're two games out of the three spot, right? Two losses. Like, you're, everything is happening in your favor. Everything is happening. Addition of OG, all of it, you name it. Excited for the deadline, Ray's birthday, all of it, and now we're kind of just sitting here on pins and needles as to how long our, I mean, our second best player, all right. NBA player, is out. Right, and and I mean, we have to, misery, dilly dilly. We have to find out today, right? I would imagine so. At some point, yeah. How bad it is? I'm I'm very concerned about this because uh, even though I don't love him and find flaws in his game, he's a huge piece to this team. And if you don't have him, your chances go right out the window. A huge piece. It's it's twenty four nine and five. That, what, what more do you want me to say? I said a huge piece to this team. Well, because you always have to say it's he's not your cup of tea. Yeah, what he's not does, my cup of tea. All right. So what happens? So say he's not. Say he misses a minimal time. Well, that doesn't matter how long he misses. Back for the playoffs, and he balls out in the playoffs. Can we now? Can we now be all in or no? Yeah. Okay. I, I I'd like to see him play well in big moments. All right. You understand that you do need to get to the playoffs, though. I, am I sitting here telling you I think he's a big loss? If I, if I sat here and said, eh, you lost him, but it's really no big deal, I think you could take me to task. I've said nothing that's, that's not within reason, though. Oh, yeah, but you said good. Oh, my God. Which is very so, disrespectful. So had I said very good, you wouldn't be sitting here with this, right? Hey, you, listen, you hate Julius Randle. You can say I don't it. hate it's a, him. It's a safe space. I, I, do you do you believe that I'm I'm on an island here? That I'm the only person that finds him to be a frustrating player? No, I think frustrating is different than like not acknowledging the fact that he's better than a good player. He's a, he's a very good player. He's a very good player, and 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 even more so, he's an integral piece to what you're trying to do now. And to not have him for a week or ten days or two weeks or a month, fine. I can deal with that. If you're not going to have him long-term, any chances you have of going on any kind of postseason run go right out the window. 
Right. Well, I mean, this offense, we talked about how, you know, with RJ being gone, right, like how how this has benefited not them just defensively, but what the offenses look like, right? How it's benefited Jalen and how it's benefited Julius. The offense goes through, I mean, it starts with, with Jalen and then the second option being Julius Randle. How do you how do you make up for what you lose with him? Uh, I don't know you, that you can. I mean, you would have been better equipped to make up for the points you lost from him when you had RJ in quickly. Right. You know, now to, to be where you are and to have kind of transformed the team into what it was, he becomes a, a bigger piece of your offensive game plan. And we just, I mean, we spent how much time talking about how like the reason why this is working so well for the Knicks is that each person kind of fits perfectly into the role that they're being asked to to fill. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is this is what we need you to do, and guys have accepted those roles and have played great in them. Listen, it, it, and now you're going to have to ask someone to kind of step out and do right. something that I, they're I think, probably not accustomed to I think to OGs are going to need to score more. I think, I think you know, I, I Hart, think Hart, DiVincenzo, oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that Hartenstein's going to. I, yeah, I think I think DiVincenzo is going to become a bigger offensive factor. And Josh Hart, which I just said. Yeah, I agree. I didn't say Hart, yeah, but I think you thought I said Hartenstein. No, Josh Hart. No, I was saying that I don't think Hartenstein's oh. going to be a guy that can pick up the slack offensively. Oh, yeah, and, I, you don't, know, I and, don't think you'll ask him to either anyway. And, and you know what's going to happen here now, too, is you're going to ask more of Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Which is great. Who, by the way, is awesome. Who? Awesome. I'm yeah, sorry. Can, he's can he's he, having can, a better season than Damian Lillard. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with that. Can he? Can he become a superstar? Well, I guess my question to you would be: Who's a superstar? Like how many how many superstars are there in the NBA? Because I think we throw the word around, and I, I don't think there's as many as a lot of people think there are. Well, I mean, Joel Embiid, superstar. Yep. Jason Tatum, superstar. Yeah. I would say that... Like, I don't look at Jalen Brown as a superstar. Giannis. Superstar. Dame. Jimmy Butler in the playoffs turns himself into a superstar. Luka. Yep. Ja when he's on the court. Booker. Booker, yeah. KD. Kawhi. Mm -hmm. Steph. Anthony Edwards is kind of like on the cusp. I mean, if you're going to put Anthony Edwards... Yeah, I mean, I I, guess, I think the answer to the question is yes. I guess best case scenario, he's at the back end of the superstar list. I think the I think the answer to the question is probably yeah, he can turn himself into that. But I think it's a lot of that's going to be consistency one, and then on top of that, what he what he's able to do for the team in the postseason. Well, last year he was great. No, I know he was great. And he lost in six games to Miami. Right, like superstars are asked to do, like to take their team to. I don't know what more, and I specifically remember the game six. I mean, you would have been run out of the building if he wasn't doing what he was doing. I don't know what more he could have done. I, I understand that, and I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying to be to be put on the same level as the rest of the superstars at a certain point, you're going to be asked to get to, I don't know, an Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, we'll right. see. I mean, that's, that's, well, that's then the you know expectation what? I think the jury's for superstars. still out with whether he's a superstar or not, if this is your definition of it. Well, no, I'm just asking, can he turn himself into one? I think, I mean, the way he's I don't know. trending, I think probably. Well, you know, this man has been on hold for hours and hours and hours, and he wants to talk Knicks, and he wants to talk Randall. Carl in Queens. Good morning, Carl. You're on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> I told RJ I'm listening anyways. Good morning, guys. Good morning. I'm um, sorry to do that, you. but you, you understand that we're so NFL-centric, and that was really Yeah, nice. yeah. No, I love it. Yeah, I'm here for it. That Rex interview was great, by the way. I love that, man. I would... uh if I was Woody Johnson, he'd be my second phone call this offseason, the first one being uh, Bill Belichick. But, uh, Rick, to answer your question, uh, he could, uh, Brunson can definitely be a superstar. I wanted to ask you a question. Do you think Brunson on his own can bring a team to the playoffs? To the playoffs? What, what do you mean on, on his yeah. own? What, is, what does that mean exactly? Like him, him being the number one and no big-time number two. I'm trying to think of an example, but, yeah. I, maybe I, don't I think know. you're gonna need help, though. I mean, that's I think that's unfair. I think you're gonna need help. No, but my point being is that I think he could get the team to to a first round exit right by himself, being the main man. And I think we'll be, you know, hopefully Julius isn't out for too long. But I, I think we'll be fine during this period. Um, but I just wanted to point out after the Miami game, that was the only team that I was truly worried about in the standings below us. And guys, we're so much better than them. You know, best of seven. We're probably I don't know. I'm not, five I'm not, and four. I'm not. I'm not doing that. Thanks. No. Call Carl and, and appreciate you holding on for so long. We do. I'm not doing that. I'm not. 
You know what? Patrick Mahomes, too. Patrick Mahomes looked very, you know, very average at, at points this season, and the Chiefs were not great. Then you get to the postseason, and it's just different. I'm not doing that here in January. I'm not. No, I'm not either. I'm pretty sure we're better than them last year in the regular season, too. And it didn't I mean, matter. This idea that we're so much better than them, I'm not taking the bait. I'm not doing it. No, but it, but it's why it's so important to get to the playoffs as much as possible. Because it's different. So the the, the, the more accustomed you get to be to, to play in that environment and what it takes to win in under those circumstances, the better off you're going to be. Because it's going to naturally you get more accustomed to it. The moment's not going to feel big because you're always there. And you can just play how you would normally play. That's the most important. That's the that's the hardest thing to do, but it's the most important thing to do. It's why, like when you read Patrick Mahomes' numbers in the postseason, it reminded me of like when you look at Derek Jeter's postseason numbers. There's right. no difference. His regular right. season numbers are his postseason numbers because he is able to just make it. It's just a game for him. It's not. Right. It's, there's nothing bigger to he it. Just it's just he's going to go play. It, it, nothing is too big for him. Totally agree. So you got to get to that point. But Miami's uh, Miami's done that. Miami in the postseason is different. Yeah, but I'm certainly not, you know, dancing on the grave of Miami in, in January. No, no way. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Oh, we got two weeks of Taylor Swift, huh? She's not going to hijack the halftime show, you think, right? No. People are very bothered by her, and I'm really uncertain why. What is she doing that's so terrible? She's just there, and that annoys people, apparently. Why? I don't know. I can't speak for them, Dave. Well, I think, Rick, are you, I, I think are you angry by people, her? No. I, I, think it's, I think it's nice. She's there supporting her boyfriend. and I mean, I think people initially, from the vibe I got, was that they thought it was kind of like a publicity stunt, but it seems like they're really happy. I've read um, so, some of these like you know, People magazine-type things. That say uh, they could get married at some point. That's what I've heard. Well, That'd that's usually nice. what happens. You know, the the goal for most relationships. Well, who knows no, with but, you? But, you know what, Ray? First of all, I don't think of anybody that should comment on this kind of a thing. It would be you. Ugh. Firstly, why why the attack? Well, but why why the attack for me? That wasn't an attack. Oh, stop it! It's an observation. No, Rick, did you not feel like he was attacking me just there? I think you pissed him off with your Randall take, and I think he's taking it out on you now. What, what? Why are you so angry at my Randall take, Ray? You hate Julius Randall. I'm you not, hate him. I'm, I don't hate him. I'm not a Julius Randall fan. I find his game to be flawed, and I don't think you win with him as a number two player on the team. I, I think you can say that there's flaws in Julius Randall's game while acknowledging, as Rick has pointed out many times, that he's an all-star, an all-NBA player, and he was the guy, the player that on court that you can point to and say that things started to turn around when, when he got here. Can you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. So, 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 why would you dislike him? Because I don't like his that? game. T- I mean, I'm being honest. With you. I don't, I don't love his game. Listen, his game, his game definitely has flaws, and he can't be, he can't be the guy on a championship team. That's been right. acknowledged. I, I don't know that he can be a number two guy, but I don't know why you needed to be nasty to me towards this whole Taylor Swift thing. I was very nice about it. I didn't view it as nasty. Well, yeah, you're like, well, most relationships, the, the goal is to get married. That's not true. I don't know. You seem so surprised by that. Oh well, some people are saying they might get married. Well, I am like, surprised. I am surprised by that. They're, they're two adults. They're and they seem to be really enjoying each other's company. Um, just heard back from somebody that I've reached out to for Super Bowl tickets, RJ. 
This is, kind of, this is kind of big news. Yeah. I'd say higher than 50% right now. You've, oh. you've got to connect. You, you're, nice. you're swinging it. Listen, we'll I... have a chance to see it soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's, it's a, and I truly mean this. It's wildly, like, out of this world kind that you're even putting in the ask. Well, I mean, I, I helped facilitate that the first time, too. You did, and I, I give you a ton of credit for that. Because you don't have to. Like, a lot of people, in fact, Rick, would, would not. Rick, would you go as his plus one? Oh, I already I asked. I, I already asked. I was told no. Wow. <laughs> Wait. You asked RJ if you could be the plus one, or you have, you asked Cass if you were allowed to go with him as the plus one? No, I asked Cass. The latter. To, uh, to just make sure that I would have, I'd, I'd know if he asked me what I, the answer would be. I, I, Vegas is out of the question. Listen, huh? I have yeah. fully advocated. that. I mean, Dave, when you made this happen the first time, you, via Chris Canty, the standing offer was if I got them, because you said, I'm going to do my best, get you two tickets. Chris uh, paid that off. And then you said, uh, or I told you, I go, I would like you to come. You get right of first refusal. Right. And originally, before something came up, you were you were going to go. That was the the goal. It will not be, that's not appropriate this time. Well, was it before your, your apparent forever ban of vegas like did something happen in between now and then because back no, then, no no i'm just i'm just not allowed to go to vegas right but back then i, I don't think that rule existed so if something happened between now and then uh what do you mean between now and then the first time you went wasn't in vegas yeah but you were it very a, it was in was it miami miami yeah, right, miami's so. not you know i mean it's but it's it's not much different well it's not like they they force money out of your hands in miami though with gambling <laughs> uh, other things <laughs> So that's so that's it. So basically, you just found out why he can't go to Vegas because in his mind, the second he steps into Vegas, people are forcing the money out of his <laughs> yeah, hands. They did like they got people like they got slot machines in the airport in Vegas. <laughs> oh my! They got goodness. two dollar blackjack tables in Vegas. It's probably better that you don't go to Vegas. I'm I'm not going to be going. I'm gonna. My goal is to get you two tickets. Who will you, who will you ask then, RJ? Who would be your first ask? I would ask Ange. Ange. She's, she, I give her credit. She's become, and I, I truly mean this, a real fan of the Niners and football. A, like a real fan. She she flew, uh, she woke up on three hours sleep after a wedding to go to the Bengals game with me in California. Yeah, she's, you, you, uh, what you have done to Ange is the opposite of what I've done to Sherry. You've just pushed her away. She She has almost zero interest in football at this point. Did she have football yeah. interest prior She'd, to you? She used to really enjoy football. See, I came from the other direction. Ange could have right. absolutely cared less about what happened. Right, but I am such a, a savage maniac that I have I have destroyed any fandom that she may have ever had. It wasn't the throwing the treadmill through the front window that did it. Well, no, I think it's just a, a cavalcade of things. I think like I so, smashed the gotcha. treadmill through the blind through the window. I think leaving the house for two days. Yeah, that'll do it. I, I think uh, you know taking the wedding DVD and snapping in half wasn't wasn't looked beautifully upon. That's tough. I think uh, just all these things, you know, vinegar on the computer, just just all these different things. I mm. don't think have made her love football. But I will say this, and I, and I stand true to this. Mm-hmm. I think I've been a much better version of myself over the last five years. Does that have anything to do, or I'm not saying this to be mean, with the results of Giants games? Because you've been quoted as saying you're yes. dead inside. Yeah, absolutely, because I don't go as crazy for the Giants. But they start ripping off oh. playoff appearances again. We're right back to things going through the front window. Uh, I think maybe we've retired that. Here's what I would worry Thank about, goodness. though. So we, so we think. Yeah, but here's what I would worry about. There's a, there's a version of you coming through the minors right now, and you combine forces with Alex. I don't know what could happen. He's crazy. Yeah, there's he, a real he, chance those those TVs that are real like <laughs> too close together in the TV room. Won't Imagine get the, the the dual rampage that they would go to, go oh. on if like the Giants make it to a, to an <laughs> NFC Championship game and they they get destroyed. Like what what becomes of Dave's man cave? Yeah, and I mean, you know what the thing is though. Watching him watch these things makes me not go as nuts because I realize, like, I'm that's me and I'm nuts. So now maybe I don't go as nuts. We've been with you the night before we went to Jets camp a couple of years ago, a Mets regular season game, and we saw some of the texts. Regular season game in August, and I I would be horrified if if they actually like. Well, I don't remember what, what happened. We were watching baseball. Me, you, Raymond. Oh yeah, yeah. 
At the Thirsty Amphibian. That's right. I, rem- I remember that. That's the night before we did the, the, the Jets uh, show. Yes. Yeah. And it was a regular season game. A good match game. It was not a... Okay. Competitive Rick, it was game. the first of five against the Braves battling for first place. No, it was very just, important. It was a very important yeah, regular season but, game. But still... <laughs> the text messages you were showing us. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't remember them at all. Were they, were oh, they crazy? There was one about Vogelback, remember? Oh, yeah. That, oh, we used to call him a... a, a yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. And he was, yep. at the time, how old was he? 11? 11. Yeah. Yeah. So if the Giants actually were to like win a Super Bowl like, I, like in his like aware, like cognitive lifetime, oh my goodness. So there, there was a story. So I, I, I told you guys that I saw Andrew Gunling the other day, right? Yeah. We went out for lunch. And there's a great Andrew Gunling story. This is amazing. So when the Giants played the Bills in the Super Bowl in, in January of 91, January 27, 1991, I believe is the date, he um, was rooting for the Bills. Not even for like an Eagles reason. He just kind of fell in love with the Bills. He was rooting for the Bills. He was like six years old, five years old, watching the whole game, people over, family over, friends over, like a big get-together at his house. Norwood misses the kick. He starts vomiting all over the place. It's not fair. Just, just vom- like I was like, that's disgusting. In front of like people that are eating food, he's like, yes, just vomiting all over the place. It was horrifying. And Alex had a similar incident years ago when North Carolina lost the national championship game to Villanova. Remember when uh, Chris Jenkins had that three-pointer at the buzzer? Went up to his room, sobbing, crying. Now he's probably five or six, sobbing, crying. And Shari's like, this is enough. Enough. Shut it down. It's only a game. And then what happens? He starts throwing up all over his bed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it, it'll be fine. RJ, to answer your question, it'll be fine. Yeah, though These two won't just wreak havoc on the world if, God forbid, that happens with the Giants. Because Dave's mature now. I think they would like try to take Tread over Canada. Treadmills being thrown. They would, they would try to like, take over Canada, I think, or something. They would do something wild. Nobody could stop them. Uh, they, would, they would hold themselves hostage in, the, in their own home. <laughs> like They'd be throwing like uh, sofas out the windows. That'd be a mess. Poor Sherry. What, what does really that mean? Is. She's got to deal with this. I mean, she's got to deal with you already, and now the the identical version of you. Yeah, is that triple A and hitting well? Right. Oh no, no, he's he's going to take my job. <laughs> he's I'm telling you, he's going to take my job. <laughs> oh boy! Yes. Clear path to the majors. Like he'll be like the call up is coming. Oh, he he's like he's the Jet Williams of the family. Like it's only a matter of time before he's he's on the team. Absolutely. <laughs> But the the problem is, he sees nothing wrong with it. Well, because you don't see anything wrong with it. No, I think what he does is cr- like like Sherry oh, will be like right. Alex, stop cursing. Why everybody curses? Yeah, this is this is this is what you've created. I love the other day when you you said something too. We were talking about like me taking the kids to the uh, the events and people swearing. You're like, yeah, the same thing. Meanwhile, your son is like, I hope you catch on fire to some guy. <laughs> no, no, that's that's not quite what he said. <laughs> Well, let's, Similar. Let's, let's leave. Let's leave it at that. Yes, we'll leave it alone. <laughs> no, but, but that's but not quite was, what he, he said. He was responding to someone that was saying something. Okay, I don't. I don't think the response warranted. All what right, he said. enough already. <laughs> I don't need you to, to to go after my family. I just Raymond. think you you need to set an example of you know why it needs to be toned down a little bit. <laughs> I hope you catch on fire. <laughs> that's that's putting it very politely. Oh my god. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.